Welcome to Products to Profits with Sarah J. Cross, the podcast for creative product fempreneurs who want to play a bigger game and upscale their business. This week's episode is brought to you by the Creative Product Institute. It's time to scale your business to the next level, stop wearing all the hats, and get the business and life balance that you dream of. Head to sarahjcross.com for more information. Well, welcome to the show. I'm Sarah J. Cross, and I'm here to support you on your journey to becoming a successful product business owner with tips, strategies, and stories to support and guide you through the good times and the challenges of running a product-based business. Today, I'm so excited. We're talking with Anna, who's the founder of Email by Design, and she's all about why email marketing is so important for product businesses and how you can maximize your results by using Clavio. Welcome, Anna. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, it's a it's a pleasure. And um, everyone who is a product-based business who is listening is very keen to find out how to help make their sales really soar by using email marketing and to learn more about Clavio, because it's 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 sort of a bit of a new kid on the block, isn't it? It hasn't been around for you know, years and years like MailChimp. That's right. It's relatively new um, and it's growing in popularity so quickly because of how much it can do. It's so sophisticated. So people are loving it. Yeah. And you're a Clavio partner, aren't you? So so I've done their master partner training. So I'm a partner and help tons of business owners uh, make more sales from email. Yeah, absolutely. So... Um, Anna, why is it important for product businesses to have an email list, even if they're just getting started? Okay, so the statistics say that 99% of people check their email daily and professionals like you and I, Sarah, up to 20 times a day, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Email is an effective method of reaching your target audience and turning them into customers. The average return on investment is up to 4,400%, which is much higher than any other marketing strategy. So email marketing is the best long-term investment with a much higher return because people continue to get your message at a very low cost for a longer period of time. Yeah, fabulous. That's amazing, isn't it? So it's an investment, isn't it? Like investing in your email subscribers is um, one of those pieces of the business puzzle you don't want to leave out exactly it's so important for long-term success in business and the other thing you need to realize is that you own your email list you don't own instagram facebook twitter or youtube so your efforts can go to waste when these platforms change their policies or algorithms on the other hand you own your email list and it's not influenced by the decisions of other businesses yeah so anna what are your top tips for growing an email list? Yep. So I would suggest promoting your email list on multiple platforms and make it very easy for them to join. Uh, Use pop-ups if you like. You you can use a custom subscribe page. So have multiple places that people can opt in and make those places very easy to find. I would also suggest testing various opt-in strategies to see which one resonates best with your audience. Uh, Generally in a lot of Product-based businesses will offer a 10% off. That's kind of a standard thing. But you can also test having a dollar value off, free shipping, free gift with purchase, 
giving away a prize. There's many different options and it is worth testing out those different options to see which gets the best submit rate. Yeah, and so for anyone who's got an e-com store, do you strong, are you a strong advocate for pop-ups? I am a strong advocate for pop-ups. I know some people say they're annoying and they'll leave a website immediately. Um, but with Klaviyo, you can enable certain behaviours so it delays and it's not bothering anyone before they've had a chance to look around. You can also set it so it only shows to people that are first-time customers. So anyone that's previously purchased or opted in won't get the pop-up. Um, and by setting those parameters, they can actually be really effective. Yeah, that's fabulous. So what are some of the email marketing strategies that product businesses can use to really maximise their product sales? Yep. So I think that start with the basics and um, ensure that your automated flows are live first. Uh, that starts warming, warming the account and the automated flows make money from you again and again, month on month. Um, and then in terms of campaigns, my number one piece of advice would be to choose a frequency and stick with it. The worst thing you can do is go for months without emailing your list and you're leaving a lot of money on the table if you do so. So some of my clients send three or more campaigns a week and enjoy very high open rates and revenue from doing so. This is because they send a variety of valuable content that their customers come to love as well as the more promotional topics. Yeah. So it's not always about um, offering discounts, is it? No. Nurturing relationships. And a lot of people I speak to feel like they're going to be pestering people if they sent even just a weekly email, not like three a week like some of your clients. Yes. You've got to sort of build up to that. So, you know, if you're just getting started out, uh, you might feel more comfortable with once a month and then you can gradually increase that to twice a month, once a week, and then build up to that higher frequency. Yeah. And I do know, um, I mean, it's it's a bit like shaking the tree and seeing what falls out. Every time an email goes out, a lot of my product clients um, say it always generates new orders, exactly. whether it be with wholesalers or just to their uh, retail, you know, general public, it does remind people, it brings it top of mind to yeah. say, hey, oh, they've got something new or they've got um, uh, some sort of special sale or some sort of deal going on yes. and it will trigger something. And I know I do that if Mecca sends me something to say <laughs> that they've got a new product or I might have one of those reward little surprise gift boxes um, yeah. in order and get free shipping or something. And I'll sort of think, oh, and it intrigues me. Yes. And isn't it funny? I do the same thing. I love the clinic bundles and offers. And even though we're marketers and we're totally aware of what they're doing, we still go for it. You get hooked. You do get hooked because it's sort of, you know, just sometimes you're not thinking about it, but then when you get sort of something to remind you and you click a link it's so easy rather than sort of thinking oh I need to go and have a look at, or I need to go to that department store I need to go yeah. and look on their website and see what's you know what they've got going on if you're prompted and invited you are more tempted and probably more likely to buy exactly exactly who doesn't like online orders who doesn't yeah. love every day <laughs> absolutely so what should be considered when choosing an email marketing platform? Yep. So firstly, uh, you need to consider your budget as most payment plans are based on the number of subscribers. So it can get very expensive. 
However, when it is set up correctly, email marketing can account for up to 40% of your sales for online stores. So subscribers' fees should seem more than worth it when you consider your ROI. Uh, also consider choosing a platform that you can easily navigate and use. There's no point in getting invested in a platform if you really struggle to navigate around the platform. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so some platforms that e-commerce brands could consider are MailChimp, which is good and free for getting started, but it's limited in functionality and it can be frustrating to use. Then there's MailerLite, which is reasonably priced and orders, offers some automation and features such as landing pages and surveys. I've heard good things about Flowdesk. People say it's easy to use with nice designs, um, but my number one recommendation would be Klaviyo. It's the best. And if you're serious about growing your e-commerce business, you will not regret going with Klaviyo. And is it recommended, are you an advocate for Shopify? Because I hear that Klaviyo and Shopify work really, really well together. Yes, I'm definitely an advocate for Shopify. I have hosted um, websites on both WordPress and Shopify and just the ease of use and functionality and how it's just it's, makes conversions happen. Yeah. So I, I guess to go back, because uh, for those people that might be just sort of new or getting started, like can you sort of um, explain what the benefit is because we talked about nurturing, what the benefit is when you mentioned a flow, um, that's an email nurture. Yes, that's flow. Automation. It's an automation. Automation. So the difference between flows are they're your automated flows that go to small groups of people based on specific actions they've taken, like adding a product to cart or viewing a product. Whereas the other side of it is your campaigns, which some people know as newsletters. And then your big sends out to a large, larger group. Yeah. And can you choose who you send the newsletter to? Like, does it have to just be a whole blast out to everybody? Or can you actually make things a bit more exclusive to perhaps your repeat buyers? Yes. So any, anything's possible in Clavio. You can very easily create segments of people based on how much they've spent or how many things they've ordered or how many times they've opened your email. And I certainly suggest always sending campaigns to your most engaged subscribers and never really blasting your list. Okay. So don't do a sort of a blanket email because it might not really resonate with everybody. That's whereas nice. um, you can maybe sort of set some exclusive deals or an invitation for something that not everyone will be invited to see. Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah, that's what you can do. It's, it's good practice to always uh, to send to your most engaged subscribers most of the time because that helps uh, the long-term health of your account and it helps you have a good sender reputation and maintain strong open rates. Yeah. However, you certainly can do those loyalty VIP offers by segmenting out a specific person. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of my customers use Smile, which integrates beautifully with Klaviyo, and they use that for their loyalty rewards program. Oh, so Smile is it, and how does that work? Does it recognise by purchase um, the the times that people have actually made purchases? Is that where it links with Shopify? Yes. So Smile um, is a rewards program, so people can earn points by doing various things like signing up. They might get two hundred points every time they place an order. They might get three points for each dollar spent, um, and when they have a birthday when they share on Facebook. So any kind of action they take, 
they can earn points and then those points can be redeemed for a future purchase. Hmm. Fabulous. That's so good. So, Anna, what makes Clavio the best email marketing platform for product businesses? Yep. So some of the things I really love about Clavio is that it syncs perfectly with Shopify or WooCommerce and pulls in all of your customers' information in real time. You can automate prospect and customer communications really easily with Clavio's flow library. You can send highly personalized campaigns and easily split test various factors. And you can easily segment your list to ensure you are sending the right message to the right people at the right time in their buyer journey. Mm, Fabulous. So it's kind of, it almost sounds like the artificial intelligence, you know, of when it's actually doing, performing and doing things and doing all the heavy lifting. So you just need to really um, have it set up from the start, would you say, in the right way? Um, and then it does a lot of the automation heavy lifting for you. Exactly. That's right. Mm. Oh, that's great. Okay. So, so when we're talking about automations, should product businesses consider implementing to help grow their businesses? Yes. So the highest converting flows or automations are normally the welcome series, the abandoned cart series, the browse abandonment series, and the back in stock flow. Back in stock. Yeah. Okay. And for brands that sell consumable goods, the replenishment flow can be a high converting flow as it makes it easy for the customer to reorder their last purchase or try something new. Yes, that's great. Again, like triggering that, you know, reminder, um, you know, like low in stock or back in stock when someone's actually really keen to get something and it's sold out, then you really want it. Yes, once they've handed over their email address, they're invested. They want to be the first one to buy it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, um, you know, an important part of, you know, when you're a business owner, you just, you're wearing so many hats. Um, there's so many pieces of the puzzle. It's like a giant puzzle, isn't it, where you're just wearing so many different hats and trying to keep all the balls in the air. And if you've got something that can be more automated and, and created from the start, it's a set and forget in a sense, isn't it? Like you don't have to keep worrying about like, I guess the newsletters are sort of probably a bit more, um, have to be more sort of current for the time that you're sending it out, you know, like seasonal offers and things like that for Christmas and Mother's Day. And um, whereas your your nurture sequences, the flows can be set in place from the beginning. Yes, evergreen and... Um, what's cool in Clavio is you can use custom product feeds. So it will always show your new items or your in-stock items. And that way it's more evergreen. Mm. Um, and yes, you can set and forget the flows, but I do recommend people regularly get in there and look for ways to optimise, split test different subject lines and um, see what resonates best. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's great. So what are your top tips for setting up email automation? Because this is your zone of genius. This is what you do every day for clients. Okay, I've got a few tips. Good. Okay, so, hey, uh, everyone get your pens ready. <laughs> so I would suggest using Clavio's flow library to get started. They have an abundance of pre-built flows that you can customise with your branding and tone of voice. So it makes them quite easy to get them set up. Yeah. Um, I also suggest just try not to over email your audience. So when you're setting up multiple flows, you really need to consider the timing of each flow to make sure that people aren't um, getting an email on multiple times on the same day. 
Um, and email automations work for you month on month and it can be easy to set and forget, but there's always opportunity to re refine and improve through split, split testing. So make sure you revisit your automations regularly and some metrics you can aim for in your flows. If you remember 33 and 3, a 33% open rate and a 3% click-through rate are considered to be healthy rates. So if you're underperforming, you may need to adjust the content or the timing um, or the subject line. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's really good. So I just wanted to go back over, like, first of all, um, with those tips, they're really fabulous, by the way, that there's already a library in there that you can kind yeah. of work from templates. So when you're sort of saying about not over emailing, what are the right times? Like how can you work out when's the best time to send an email? So in terms of the automated flows, um, probably start with what, what Clavio suggests. I mean, they're pre-built flows. Clavio have done ample testing on what yeah. works. So yeah. start, start from there and then test. In terms of campaigns, you're going to want to think about what times your, what time your people are online. You may know that from um, social media posting. So pick the times that you get the best results with your so social media posts. Emails likely to be common. Um, apparently the best nights to email are Tuesday night, followed by Thursday night, followed by Wednesday night. So try those ones. I also like more evenings if you were selling, for instance, to an audience that once they've set up and done dinner and um, yeah. got relaxed and they're more likely to be scrolling on their phone. Yes, that's it. That's it. I also like Sunday night for a send time because I think that's people's life admin time. So they're getting organised for the week. They might be thinking about upcoming presents they need to buy for parties. So yeah. Sunday night can be a good time. Yeah. And, I mean, when you um, – just can you explain a little bit more about split testing because that could be sort of something a bit foreign, that word, to many listeners. Yes. Um, they might not have – they don't know about – not everyone knows about split testing. Yes, so split testing is just setting up, uh, I guess you could say, an experiment. Um, so you would have one um, variation going out to 50% and another variation going out to 50%, letting that run a little while or if it's a campaign – looking at the results a couple of days later and just seeing which one performed better in terms of open rates, click rates and revenue. Yep. And with metrics, does Clavio have a dashboard so that you can readily see what is working? Like you mentioned, the 33% open rate is an ideal target, you know, open rate. And then there's a 3% click through. So is that sort of something that if you were a newbie or you were starting out with Covio, that it's actually all there and explained on the dashboard? Yes. So it's got the dashboard, which is kind of an overview of how your business is performing yeah. and it will show what your campaign and flow revenue is and your um, revenue from Clavio. And then there's an analytics section, which um, really deep dives into the individual metrics. Um, so that's a good place to explore. Yeah. Um, they also have recently put in a benchmarks. Uh, so once a month, they'll sort of uh, give you a notification to go and look at your benchmarks. And that's where Clavio places you in a group with 100 businesses like you. Mm. Revenue size, frequency of emails and industry. And you right. can compare how you're doing in your industry. So right. They don't obviously name anybody else. No, 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 they don't name. It's all anonymous, but yeah. it's, it's a good way to sort of go, look, I'm doing this well compared to businesses like me and I'm doing this poorly. How can I improve here? 
Well, that's really interesting. I don't know anyone that any software program that does that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and then another one that's exclusive to partners, master partners, um, I can generate for my clients a quarterly growth review, which shows them how they're faring quarter on quarter and year on year. So that's yeah. a really good, very detailed report as well. Yeah, that's amazing. So, yeah, so it does actually provide you. And I mean, this is the thing with going um, as opposed to perhaps MailChimp is sort of a, a free sort of basic um, uh, email, you know, CRM or, you know, basic way of starting out. But I, I do find most people outgrow um, MailChimp because it just simply isn't going to be as robust. And with like, you know, people sort of getting caught up in, you know, sort of the spam, how do you, how do you go about avoiding being caught in the spam folder when you're sending out emails? Okay. So the first thing to note is that if you're moving from another platform, like from MailChimp to Clavio, it's really, really important to do a healthy migration and um, to start by turning on the automated flows to start warming your account and then start sending campaigns to only the most engaged subscribers. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. Um, another thing you can try, which I like to do, I like to create a post-purchase thank you flow that asks the customer a question. Once someone has replied to one of your emails, your newsletters and campaigns are more likely to land in the primary inbox rather than the spam or promotions folder. Yeah. So, Asking for a reply and getting customers to actually reply to your emails yes. is a good way to improve your open rates and send a reputation. And would you, is that where you ask for a product review? Because I'm really big on like social proof. You know, I tend to book my holidays and my restaurants based on reviews. Yes. Well, Clavio can uh, collect reviews, but I actually recommend most of my clients to use a dedicated app. The one I like is Judge Me. And yes. the reason for that is because they can submit reviews directly from their inbox. They don't have to click through to the product page, scroll yeah. down to the review section and then write it. So yeah. using a dedicated app can help um, yeah. get more reviews, which I've are heard, important for social I've groups. heard good things about Judge Me and many of my clients use that. And, um, you know, that's the thing. You don't want to make people jump through too many hoops if you're wanting to get a product review. You just want to really simplify it. That's so it. That's that they're not going to click away too far that they're actually going to, you know, sort of readily put a star rating and a comment Yes. once they've received it. So, yeah, so that's really good. Um, wow. I can see why you're a partner of Clavio because there are just so many elements and so many ways you can really enhance product sales for your clients. Exactly. Yes. It's, it's often a big chunk of the revenue pie, what we set up in Clavio. So it's always very exciting um, when I do a new setup and then check back a couple of months later and see how much revenue they've extra revenue they've generated. Yeah, yeah. And and that's all fabulous. So finally, um, Anna, what should business owners consider when they're looking at outsourcing their setup or their ongoing email marketing management? Yeah, so I would say choose your email marketing consultant carefully. Um, there are a lot of digital marketing agencies that offer email marketing, but often those agencies are generalists that don't really understand how to use Klaviyo to its fullest potential. Um, so if you're choosing Klaviyo, make sure you're outsourcing to a qualified master partner who's done the training and understands the platform perfectly. Ask to see examples of both their email designs and their email results. Pretty emails do not necessarily equal revenue. Mm. And then the other thing I would suggest is consider what your time is worth. 
it can be a steep learning curve and very time consuming to do a full email marketing setup if you're not familiar with the platform. Yeah. Um, it's also time consuming to put together regular campaigns if uh, it's not something you do all the time. Yeah. So it may make sense to outsource this part of the business yeah. um, so you can spend more time doing the things you do enjoy in your business. Yeah, yep. And that's the key thing, like you just said, you know, you've got to focus on doing the things that are income generating in your business, not the things when you're going to outsource something, it's usually that to get a benefit and a return on your investment. Um, and this is my business coach, you know, um, hat talking now, you know, you've got to look at how long will it take you to learn the ins and outs of setting up something like Clavio yeah. as opposed to engaging and hiring someone who is an expert who yeah. can do it so fast and so efficiently for you that you will make back that money, you know, a hundred times over of the investment. And I say that the same with you know, even Facebook ad, you know, specialist. I mean, it, there's a lot of things to learn if you want to get good Facebook ads turning. Um, um, yes, that's it. In terms of weighing up your time and what you should be focusing on is your area of genius, you know, your expertise. Um, when you're running a product-based business, it shouldn't be on all the back end, on all the admin setup. That's right. That's right. Yeah. People find that part of the business just really unappealing. Yeah, I know. I, I think that's the that. thing. I think that's why most people have bookkeepers and accountants, for instance, because high, highly creative people, usually their brain doesn't function as well. That side of their brain doesn't function. Um, and it's better to get someone who's good at numbers who can do it really efficiently for you and really quickly for you. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Thanks so much, Anna. You've been so generous with what you've been, you know, what you've shared today on the um, on the show. And um, I really appreciate you being here. So for anyone that has found today's chat as exciting and informative as me, where can someone, our listeners go to find out more about your services? Yes. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Um, and if anyone is interested in getting in touch, they can visit me at my website, www.emailbydesign.com.au. Um, and anyone that's listened to this and would like to book a setup package or uh, some hourly work, you can use the discount code Sarah Cross uh, for a little bit of a discount there. Um, I'm also on socials under Email by Design. I'm not on there as often as I should be because I'm with <laughs> inbox but you can find me there as well. You're busy doing email flows. That's why you're not on Instagram all the time. Exactly, exactly. Um, so if you love this episode today, please make sure to share it with a friend or leave us a review so more people can find out about the podcast. And it's time for me to say goodbye and I'll see you in our next episode. Loved this episode of Products to Profits? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate and leave a review. It's very much appreciated.